This interview is made possible by my friends at Athens Screen Printing, HP Overhead Door Company, Speedy Tech Repair, and Tinsley Law and Title. Their sponsorship makes it possible for me to provide free content to the community. Please say thank you by visiting each of their Facebook pages. Hello friends, Michael here from Hannigan Media and I'm in the office of Henderson County Sheriff Bodie Hillhouse. How are you doing this morning, Sheriff? Doing great. How are you? I am doing amazing. Listen, we had a lot to get into today. People getting trained on the communication system. You got negotiations with marshals. We've got um, hemp fields to talk about, all kinds of interesting stuff. So let's get right into it and start as we always do with the stats. Yes, sir. Since we met last week, we've booked in 49 individuals, 15 females, 34 males. Um, our average is still 350. We've got 342 in custody today, and 35 of those are out of county inmates. All right, out of county inmates, um, those are the inmates that other counties or whatever use for overflow or whatever's going on and we house them here at our jail yes sir and the county picks up a little extra money by doing that correct yes sir all right i i, I wanted to like point that out because you're in negotiation today with the u.s marshals on a pretty cool idea yes so uh... The United States Marshal's Office reached out to us, and they are needing bed space for inmates. And so uh, we are in negotiations right now. We've got a, uh, uh, we'll be talking to them again today about uh, housing their inmates here in Henderson County. Um, just looks like, I mean, they, they house inmates in Smith County, Kaufman County, uh, a lot of the surrounding counties, but it looks like they're uh, full, needing more bed spaces, and they've reached out to us. So. Uh, we're entertaining the idea and seeing what we can do to help them out. So my first reaction to this was, okay, I thought we were trying to limit the number of people coming into our jail because of the COVID situation, the new, the new coronavirus situation. Um, but we've been through this before. Um, you are, uh, you take and and provide space for uh immigration yes and we have a contract the county has a contract with the federal government the for ice with ice yes to provide beds correct that is correct how long did that contract take to get worked out it actually took us four years to get that contract to where we were housing inmates for them four years to to get through all the red tape and the paperwork and everything yes sir so i remember the beginning of this year or, well, it wasn't the beginning of this year. It was last year, I guess. Yes, sir. Um, you and I were talking, and you were very excited that, hey, we were ready to be done with the ice, and announced, okay, it's a done deal, and it still took six months after that. Yes. <laughs> to, to get to the point where all the hoops had been jumped through. So I am guessing that this um, contract, this ne- these negotiations with the, the marshal service, is not something you're expecting to have people in here tomorrow. Oh no, sir, no, sir. I think it'll be. I think it will be a little quicker than ICE because we already do have a federal contract. Um, but I still think it's going to be a little bit before we ever see any inmates. Uh, the process is 
you still got to go through the government, the federal government. Uh, you know, we are uh, talking to the local marshal's office, and it's got to go all the way up. So it's it's still going to be a while. Hoops. If it's feds, there's yes, hoops. Yes, sir. Right. Um, but this is actually a great thing. I mean, if you get that and you add that onto the ice, we have the capacity here and the ability to house them. It's a great thing for the county to get these contracts it is and also uh you know rockwall county we house for rockwall county right now and they are building their jail uh, so i'm looking at i'm thinking we may have their inmates another year and then their jail's going to be open and those so, inmates are go away yeah so uh you know we will we will have more empty beds and uh if we can uh, work with the with the feds to house their inmates i think it's a, a win-win for everybody Right, because again, that's bringing in money for the county. That's money that the taxpayers are at ponying up, yes. which is always a help. Every every little bit helps. Oh yes, sir. All right. So, and I think you said that the you know there's a meeting about that today. I mean, that's a that's a right now ongoing process. These these uh, negotiations with yes. uh, the marshal's office. Our jail administrator, Major David Faults, talked to him a couple of times in the past couple of weeks, and and we've got a meeting at ten o'clock with them today also. So, all right. So while you're doing that, and you have those kind of meetings going on, uh, you also have another really big. Um, I know something you're really excited about going on, and you have people in Virginia right now from the county. Could you tell us what's going on in Virginia? Yes, sir. Um, our communications project is moving along very, very rapidly. Um, there's work being done here in the county, and then we've got uh, the county actually has four uh, individuals, four employees up in Virginia at uh, L3 Harris, who is who has our contract. Uh, they are getting trained and testing our actual communication system. They've got it set up in the warehouse in Virginia and they're going over it uh, this week and uh, learning it and seeing how everything works and making sure it does work uh, before it's shipped down here to Texas and put up. All right, so this is another one of those things that's taking quite a while to, to get to this point. How long have you been working on the new communication system? I actually started talks. Uh, I was swore in in June June 1st of 2016. I started talks with communication systems uh, com companies uh, in July of 2016. Uh, then we actually, the county put together a uh, communications committee that we've been meeting probably a year and a half now on it. Uh, so it's it's been a big project. Of course, I started by myself, basically getting numbers and seeing what was going on. Then when we, when the county uh, got involved and uh, looking at it, and and uh, I mean, it's it's been a long project, also. But it's looking like as long as everything goes as uh, as planned, we're actually going to be ahead of our end date. We were supposed to have it up and running by March of 2021. And the target date now, they're telling us, will be mid-December of 2020. Outstanding. I mean, it's always nice when something comes in ahead of schedule. Yes. A little different than the norm. Especially this year. Right, especially this year. Um, all right, so now this is an all-digital system. Yes. And so the, the county now has towers ar around the, the county, their own towers. Yes, 
So tell me why this is going to be so much better than what we had. Uh, basically what we had, um, the uh, government basically has been narrow banding and narrow banding and narrow banding. And even if you still listen to your good times radio, sometimes uh, on a pretty day or bad weather day, you get a lot of static, get a lot of bleed over. Well, it's the same in the communication system on an analog system. Um, uh, and sometimes we can't get out from radio to radio or radio back to dispatch. You're not able to communicate. And uh, this system and to be honest with you, in my entire career here in Henderson County, I've never really been able to talk on a portable radio. I've always used it basically as a scanner to keep me up to uh, speed knowing what was going on in the county around me. Well, the new digital system, um, the portables are, they're guaranteeing us 94 out of 100 times that we key up, it'll work. And then the in-car radios is at a 98% uh, coverage all over Henderson County. And the more we get into it and the more we build it out and the more we're talking to other counties around us, we've talked to Anderson County, we've talked to Van Zandt County a little bit, uh, we've talked to Kaufman County, Rockwall County. Uh, we're building a system where we can all communicate uh, you know, we really try our best to stay within Henderson County, the uh, boundaries of Henderson County, but sometimes we have to go out or they come over here. And, and uh, right now it's really hard for us to com communicate. And uh, so this system will be, number one, it should work most of the time. Which is an important thing. Yes, yes. I mean, we will actually be able to get out and talk to people. Your first responders will be able to talk to folks and communicate. And then... Uh, here in East Texas, we hopefully the the goal is for all the surrounding counties to be able to communicate together uh, more efficiently and easily. Um. So, is this communication system just for the sheriff's office? No, it's for all the fire departments here in Henderson County. All all the state agencies will use it. Um, uh, emergency management, the commissioners. Um, will be able to use it. All the police departments will be able to use it. All the school districts, we're gonna have uh, options for the school districts to be able to use it. Public works and cities, they'll have an option if they wanna use it. Now, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, except for Athens and Gun Barrel, don't, doesn't the sheriff's office do like all the dispatching for the entire county? Well, you've got Athens, Gun Barrel, Seven Points, and Tool. Okay. They all, those four cities uh, have their own dispatch. We dispatch for 15 municipalities. So, yeah, so automatically you're going to be helping out all of those municipalities at the same time with this particular yes. new system. Uh, I've heard you say that uh, you believe this new system will actually end up saving lives. Uh, yes, it will. It will. I mean, right now, sometimes when you're out on a call, um, the only way to communicate is pick up the phone and dial dispatch and call them on the phone and you don't really think about it but those seconds matter I mean when you're going to be able to pick up a radio and, and hit a button and not have to really think about anything else and know your communication is getting back to where it needs to go it's it's going to save lives what was the price tag on this uh which it's a big price tag it's a 4.5 million dollars project um however the 
it'll be paid for in January of 2021. So uh, it'll, when the system is up, really right after the system's up and working, uh, the county will owe no other money on it except, uh, of course, there'll be maintenance fees. Right, the maintenance. Okay, but yeah, and how long do you expect it to last? Uh, we've gotten on the analog system, we, it's been a system that's worked for 50 years. And uh, the way this is being built out, uh, we're hoping to get another 50 years out of it. So so even if you only get half that and you get 25 years, oh, which I'm not wishing right. bad luck, but even if you get half of it at 25 years, it's still money that across 25 years is a fairly small investment in yes. the communication system, at least in my opinion. Yes, it is. It is for... Uh, the bang for the buck is 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 will be excellent. I mean, uh, granted, you're going to have uh, annual maintenance costs and all that, but uh, we've never seen it here in Henderson County. And uh, the options that you have on the radio system, well, too. I mean, uh, it's got like, well, here's here's the new radio. This is the new portable radio. Of course, I know people can't see it, but uh, it does have options if it turns over. Uh, it notifies dispatch, basically a man down feature. We've Got never it. had that. Sure. Uh, you know, and, and they can look and uh, tell where the last location the radio was. And there's just technology out there that makes everything a whole lot safer for everybody. Not only law enforcement, first responders, but the citizens too. And so, and then another thing is, I know um, from the other side, from the county side or whatever, uh, because you actually own the towers, there's more space on the towers for things other than the communication system that yes. you're talking about. And so there are options heading down the road for the county to, to look at other uses for those towers. So it's a really exciting time uh, for the county. There, there's a lot of really cool stuff. The important thing I want to know is, uh, can you get Netflix on it? <laughs> and that's it, it does have a Wi-Fi option but on the radios uh, okay. and, and it, it, it's basically a small computer but I right. don't believe we can get Netflix okay so no Netflix <laughs> all right we'll have to work on that all right so let's move on um, and so we've we talked just talked about communication um, which is really interesting because uh, here's the thing we want to talk about about communication again that uh, came down to a case that you had this week they turned out to not be what you thought it was. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Last Friday, um, Narcotics was working on an investigation on the west end of the county. And uh, through the investigation, uh, it was a, uh, what we believed at the time to be a marijuana grow. Um, they actually gathered up enough probable cause and obtained a search warrant for the property. They went to the property. Luckily, no one was there. Um, we executed or started uh, started the investigation and executed the search warrant. And while we were on property, digging through the paperwork, looking at things, um, we found paperwork to where um, they had a license and it looked like a, uh, a legal grow, which turned out it was a hemp grow. And there's a difference between hemp and marijuana, but the plants look the same. Right. And... Um, so they basically stopped what they were doing um, and we backed off and uh, did that. But that led me to reach out to our state representative, Keith Bell, and say, hey, uh, 
you know, I know this is all new. People maybe maybe not have thought about things. I know Major Fault had contacted Sid Miller's office, and basically they're the ones that said yes, that is a legal plot, and uh, and that's when we stopped. And then Major Fault was like, okay, well, there's got to be some mechanism set up so law enforcement knows where these places are, so uh, nothing bad happens, and uh, so. I reached out to Keith Bell, and there is, there, there is mechanisms. They are supposed to notify the county, um, and we still haven't found out who they notified or if they notified anybody at this point. But, uh, I mean, it's a learning experience, and uh, DPS is actually working on a system, too, to where law enforcement can do research and see if uh, see where the locations are in their counties, in their jurisdictions, and uh, I mean, it could have been a bad deal, um, but now we are actually working and trying to bridge the gap to where no law enforcement knows where these legal grows are. So, um, and I'm going to assume for everything that went on and all, we're not talking about like one plant in a pot. Right. We're talking about a field. Yes. And um, it sounds like, as you talk, I, I, I am going to guess from, from what you said that if you're a legal hemp grower, you have to register that with the state somehow. The yes. agriculture part, department must know yes. that that's there. Um, and again, like you said, hemp has a lot of great uses. It, it's a very, very... Um, uh, um, again, useful product for making rope, making a lot of different things, uh, but it's not marijuana. It is not. It's not a drug. It, it is, is not. not illegal. No. Nope. And it doesn't get you high. No. Nope. Just looks like it. It looks like marijuana, and, and you can't tell the difference from a distance. Right. And what you're saying is that when you say, thankfully no one was there, I'm going to guess if you thought it was that big a marijuana field, you went in kind of hard yes just in case yes anytime we do a narcotic search warrant we we were there prepared for the worst and uh you know i would hate i would have hate hated to get in there and find out okay you know we actually went in there we took down individuals that were doing nothing wrong correct thankfully it didn't turn into that it does point to a hole in the system though yes um, and so, you know, hopefully that's something that they can get, um, filled because I think these kind of fields, these things are starting to, they're starting to be more and more of them. They're starting to proliferate. Well, they are. And, uh, I mean, just, it made us start digging in and doing a lot more research and how the system works. And, uh, looks like they started issuing licenses in March, so I mean it's still really new. Brand new. It's this still is a really brand, brand new. new thing. But uh, and and it's not like anybody in government, law enforcement, had anything to do in 2020 to think <laughs> about, right? Other than new hemp fields. Um, but yeah, so this is a, this is something that could pop up. Yes, yes, and and they, and there are mechanisms set up, and they everything's working, going to get worked out. Uh, it's just so new. Uh, it concerned me, 
and actually when I called Representative Bell, he was concerned also. He sure. was like, you know, anytime a new law is set up, you learn within the next couple of years what impact that new law actually sure. had and if there's any holes that need to be filled. And, uh, and so that's, just, that's just a normal thing. That's the law yes. of unintended consequences and the yes. things that you have to learn is something shakes out. Yes. So, all right. Well, um, no arrests made for hemp. No, sir. No, that's, sir. <laughs> that's, that's the important thing. All right. So uh, thank you. Some really important stuff this week, uh, talking about the marshals and the, uh, the marshal's office and the work on the contract to bring uh, inmates, uh, bring the marshal's office's inmates here. Yes. Um, the communication system, we got people being trained on it so they can come back here and I'm assuming train people as well. Yes. And uh, um, that looks like it's going to open up in mid-December. That's going to be an exciting time for, uh, yeah. for all of the county. Yeah, it's going to be very, very, it's going to be a stressful time because we've got to replace radios in all of our units. And then we're actually, if people, if the other municipalities buy the Harris radios that are attaching to our, we'll have people here, programmers here that will get up, get the radios programmed for other municipalities free of charge. Um, so we're going to be very busy, but it, we're very excited about it. We're looking forward to that. And of course... Uh, there's a hole in the hemp law, <laughs> yes. or at least not a hole in the law. There might be a hole in the implementation yes. of what the law says. All right, well, thank you very much for letting us come in today, uh, Sheriff. A lot of really good information. Thank you guys for listening. We're always here every week, uh, and we'll see you next week. Thank you, Mike.